Welcome to the Wicked Ones podcast. This is Jen. And this is Tara. And what's going on, lady? Oh, same old, same old. Still trying to get that house packed. <laughs> you can come over and help me and bring, like, wine and music. Yeah, I can be. I mean, I can be a good support system. <laughs> oh, I'm a fine. bit of a taskmaster, though. You know that. I get crazy, so. Actually, you'll probably just make me throw everything away. I will. <laughs> you'll be like, Tara. Toss this, toss this, toss that. I'm like, Tara, I've known you for how long and I've never seen you use this. It's gotta go. Yeah. No, I probably do need you. I probably need you to actually go in and just like edit my whole house without me and then I'll come back in and it'll be fun to try to guess what's gone. <laughs> you probably won't even notice. I probably wouldn't notice. You won't miss it. <laughs> so that's what's going on. What about you? Um, But the chickens are leaving. So that's when right. you leave today, you might want to say goodbye to them. I'll say goodbye. I saw them looking at me when I walked in the door. I was like, hi, chickens. And their heads, like, popped up, you know, like, yeah. I, they are so big now. They, I swear it happened overnight. All of a sudden, they're, like, real chickens. They're not, like, little baby chicks anymore. They're so. getting scarier. It's time for them to move <laughs> it's out. Time to it's go. Now, when they're in the backyard, I feel like we live on a farm. Yeah. There's chickens running around. For real. That's so fun for the kids, though. I'm sure they really appreciated the experience. Yeah, they did. They thought it was fun. Cooler than caterpillars, you know. We were thinking. We had to that. step up from the caterpillars. <laughs> if you bring a tadpole into this house, we have problems, Tara. God, there will be no, no more tadpole tadpoles. Yesterday, Ava was like, remember when the tadpole oh was in God. the drain with the lucky charms? And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> ours died like three days apart. Both of them died. And I don't even yeah. know why. Everyone no was idea. crying. No oh. idea. And then I saved mine only for him to get eaten by a huge bass and we put him in the river. He's, oh, oh, no. That's the so circle of life. <laughs> you did a good thing. It's true. That bass didn't have to eat for like a week. <laughs> so, all right. So this week we start a new mm-hmm. topic: the music industry. There's actually quite a few stories that I came across, and I was not sure where to start. But I decided to do something fun for you today, kind of like my random when we did Hollywood, and I did you know movie curses and dolls and James. Oh, Dean's fun, fun, car. fun. Okay, yeah. So today I have a few stories to share with you about the music industry. I went down crazy rabbit holes and I really couldn't commit. So you just get a few crazy stories that are just, I thought they were out there and they were interesting to talk about. And thankfully, these were all people who were unsuccessfully targeted in like bizarre murder, kidnapping type plots and and things. But it's kind of fun. Okay, so... (laughs) I just have to, I just have to get into it and watch your face and welcome your comments because it's going to be, okay. So I imagine that most people out there know of Justin Bieber, just in case. I'm a believer. Right? A believer. (laughs) Just in case, though, here's a super quick rundown. I feel like there's going to be people out there that are like, who? So here you go. This is for you guys. Uh, Justin Drew Bieber was born on March 1st, 1994. He's a Canadian, born and raised in Ontario. He was discovered by American record executive Scooter Braun and signed with RBGM Records in 2008. Okay. His debut song, My World, made it into the Billboard 200, making him the youngest solo uh, male act to top the charts in 47 years. So that's kind of a big deal. And he quickly became a teen idol. Soon after, he had another successful single, um, Baby, which became the highest certificated single of all time in the U.S., which, again, is another pretty big deal. Because you actually, I was looking into this because I'm like, what does that mean? And in order for you to get a certificate on a song, the music industry actually has to request it because it's just, it's sold so many copies. So that's pretty amazing. 
And then, of course, we all know Under the Mistletoe from mm-hmm. played every in every mall at Christmas. Yeah. Um, and that came out in 2011, and he was actually the first male artist to debut at number one on the Billboard 200 with a Christmas album. So that's pretty cool. Congrats, babes! Like you've done really well. Shortly after this, it was kind of like a pandemic of sorts in the teen world because fans were said to have remember Bieber fever. Oh yeah, right. The biggest fans, of course, called themselves Believers. Yeah. So then his next album, Believe, came out in twenty in twenty twelve. And this is where we kind of saw a change in the pop star, the, the dancing and the suggestiveness in the videos that were featuring more mature themes. So following Believe, Bieber's public image went through a drastic change through various controversies and legal issues during uh, 2013 and 2014. And this caused Rolling Stone to start calling him a bad boy in their March 2014 issue. So this is kind of when like all of this mm-hmm. was changing. You know, you remember the sweet little He kid? had a transition. I mean, they I wish it wasn't so dark, do. but yeah. you can't be that baby-faced, cute kid forever. You have to transition, and you're either coming out in it or... Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. Burned up. And I would say some things about another star that we've recently been talking about, but I sh- probably shouldn't, so I won't, but... I can telepathically pick you it You know who I'm <laughs> talking about. Um, And personally, I love Under the Mistletoe at Christmas time. I... Really like his new hit, Holy, too, that you introduced me to because mm-hmm. you're so great at keeping up with what the kids are listening to these days. And you're always telling me, and it's thank you for keeping me, like, The current. best <laughs> Peloton ride I have ever done has been the Bieber ride. Really? The ultimate ride. I came okay. out of there like, woo! <laughs> really? <laughs> it a great day. Oh, my God. That's awesome. It was awesome. amazing. I PR'd. Who it was did awesome. it? Uh, Cody Rigsby. Okay. I'm going to have to try no. it. No. I'll look it up. No, Cody Rigsby, he did Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Amato, she did, okay. she did Beaver. Okay. Okay, cool. I like Ben. I, I, I take his rides a lot. I think he, he's I from London. Ben. I can't do Ben. No? Oh, mm. I, but I've been sticking with a lot of the beginner rides, I'm not going to lie, because like there's days where my legs just won't go, and yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do a beginner ride oh, again I, today. I have to, like, you get those rides with the right music and the right instructor yeah. and the right pace, and you're just on fire. That's awesome. I need to find that. Yeah. Do the Bieber ride. <laughs> okay. I recommend it. I'll definitely My Britney ride. If anybody out there does the Bieber ride, please tell us <laughs> what you think of it because that sounds great. <laughs> I definitely want to start my day and go, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? So, um, so hopefully, if you were listening out there from under a rack and didn't know who Justin Bieber was, now you have a small glimpse into the pop star. So, I'm going to get into this first story. Jen, do you happen to remember? The uncle and his nephew who were arrested back in two, in 2012 for plotting to kill and castrate Justin Bieber. I don't remember that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. The story is literally nuts. I don't remember <laughs> that at all. <laughs> it's it's insane. Thank God they stopped. I don't even know. I'm sure it would have been stopped in various other ways. Hopefully, we, we, we all can hope. But it all started in prison with a deranged fan. Oh, my gosh. Okay. In prison. In prison. Dana Martin, a 45-year-old man at the time who was locked up in Las Cruces prison, serving two life sentences for raping and killing a 15-year-old girl. This was in the year 2000. He was obsessed with Justin. He had an intricate tattoo of him on his right leg in prison. So think makeshift tattoos, right? Mm -hmm. Other inmates. Prison tattoos. Prison tattoos. Yeah, yeah. He had another inmate, like, make this tattoo of Bieber on his leg. Oh, my gosh. Is there a picture of this? I need (laughs) to see it. (laughs) We will look him up. We'll 
We'll look up all the pictures. I guarantee there's a picture. I didn't come across that actual picture, but I wasn't, I didn't Google it either yet. So we'll have to, after this, we'll have to check it out. And if, and if so, I have a feeling you're going to be seeing that on Instagram. (laughs) We'll have to do a side by side. Oh yeah. Uh, So he wrote to Bieber several times while he was in prison and he was very upset that he never received a response. So I don't know about you, but I don't even want to imagine the crazy ass fan mail that poor kid received from this guy. Just no. the disgusting pedophile, and I'm sure it was terrible. So whoever opened those letters, because you know Beaver didn't do it himself. Never. Like, made a note, you know. Eh, when these come in, we're just going to toss them. He was also not happy with Justin's reputation. You know, Justin Bieber was starting to turn into a bad boy, and that was not okay with Martin. He decided it was his job to teach him a lesson, and so he hired his cellmate to find him, castrate him, and send him his balls as trophies his cellmate was getting out yes so this guy was getting out and i think it's safe to assume that what happens next was basically a plot hatched by two men who weren't playing with a whole deck of cards if you know what i mean right and i'm not making fun of mental health here for the love please don't cancel me just listen and you'll i think you'll agree so he propositions his cellmate, Mark Stake, to castrate and kill Bieber. He promises Mark a Ferrari, 50 Gs, and a farm that was once owned by Michael J. Fox. How does he have these things in prison? You know, this is what I'm saying. Like, this guy, for him to believe him? Yeah. You're not. I mean, you can promise all... anything from a prison cell, but I don't know how you're going to produce. Yeah, I don't. So this is so this is what was promised, and then he also promised him a hefty sum for each of you know beavers. <clears throat> so a few sources said twenty five hundred for each. Others said five k. Doesn't really matter. This whole thing would just be laughable if it wasn't taken so seriously, right? Like this is just messed up. So Mark forty two gets out and hires his then twenty four year old nephew Tanner Round to aid him in his big quest. Okay, and the ages. I've seen different ages and different sources. I just had to go with them. I don't think it really matters. These mm. two. Some things are irrelevant. Right. So they were supposed to actually start in Vermont with the killing and mutilation of two other men. Martin had requested that they find and strangle two men, supposedly witnesses that put him behind bars, with paisley neckties. This, again, was supposedly Martin's trademark. And then castrate them with garden shears. So this is the plan for these two guys. Thankfully, they ended up taking a wrong turn on the way. They ended up in Canada, and Mark was picked up for violating his parole. Because he's not supposed to leave the country. Yeah. He wasn't even supposed to leave New Mexico. Oh, my God. So, this is this a... Canada's a little... Yeah, it's a little far. A little oh far. Can't, well, and I'm sure what the border security... Kitchen shears oh or garden shears. Can you just imagine? No. So, the police found a sketch of Bieber in the trunk along with a huge pair of... Of garden shears, like those big hatch clippers, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, oh my god, <laughs> I'm just cringing Poor right Justin. now. Like it's just so disturbing and gross. I just can't even imagine. Like, oh. but what's even more disturbing is why Martin wanted to do this in the first place because he loves Justin, and also because Martin wanted to be famous as well. Because you know, mm-hmm. he said, and I quote: "It isn't just so people will know who I am. It's because he changed that made me angry." 
Bieber being edgier, becoming more hip-hop, especially the way he talked, and getting into trouble more, his cackiness got under Martin's skin, and he said he was turning into a phony. But I have a feeling it was the growing up part that probably bothered him, too, because he was a gross pedophile. Right. He's getting older, Mm -hmm. and blah. Mm -hmm. So Mark Stake and his nephew Tanner tried to go the route that they were set up by him, but in January 2014, all three men were indicted for two counts each of first-degree conspiracy to commit murder and solicitation to commit murder. The charges, though, weren't even focused on Beaver, just the other two that they were supposed to off in Vermont, I guess. It's just crazy. The worst part of the entire story that I came across was a, a quote from Martin during an interview where he said, If I was free, here's what I'd want to do. Put Bieber in a cage, rape him repeatedly, and put it on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Just the fact that there are people out there in the world that's sick and twisted, they make me want to look into having our own compound. We've talked about it. I mean, I just, we just need a bubble. I can't well, stomach It sounds like you're proud to say it. I don't. Yeah. How do you survive as a pedophile in prison? I thought. I don't know. I actually, I didn't put it in the story, but I actually read that because of this, he wanted to be more famous, but that what they were saying was it actually probably put more of a target on his back. Yeah. Because then if you shank this guy, then you would in turn become like more well-known. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I could totally see that. (sighs) It's just a messed up story. It's crazy that I don't remember hearing about that. I don't ever remember hearing that. Uh -uh. I don't either. Oh no! I would have loved. Bieber to was find... probably too busy getting arrested. That was probably the headlines, not the people who wanted to castrate him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next I'm going to tell you about Posh Spice, aka Victoria Beckham. Okay, Victoria Caroline Beckham was born April seventeenth, nineteen seventy four. She's an English singer, fashion designer, and television personality. Not that I know you know who Victoria is, but like I said, I'm just giving a quick rundown for people who are like, "Who's that?" Yeah. You said singer, right? <laughs> Yes, yes. English singer, fashion designer, and television personality. In the 1990s, she quickly rose to fame as a member of the girl group Spice Girls. In the group, her nickname was Posh Spice. They sold over 90 million records worldwide. I mean, they were definitely a big deal back in the day. And became the best-selling female group of all time before they split in 2001. She did sign with Virgin Records after this and produce music for a time, but she ended up making a name for herself as well in the fashion industry becoming an internationally recognized style icon and fashion designer. After a few high-profile collaborations with other brands, she ended up launching her own label in 2008 and a lower price label in 2011. The Victoria Beckham label was named Designer Brand of the Year in the UK in 2011. I just know I always loved her hairstyles. And I I remember say I had hair like her. Yeah. I remember bringing um, my, it was college. I didn't wait to go home to my normal stylist which was a huge mistake and I tried some random girl and I remember bringing in her picture I'm like yep I'm ready to chop my hair off this is gonna be great it's not so great it did not go well you can ask Billy unfortunately he was there for all that he's like oh I remember I literally opened the door and he goes holy haircut (laughs) that is what was said I'm like I know yeah it was she had the cutest asymmetric bobs she did they were so good. But when they cut that to your cheekbone, it's not pretty. No. No. I yeah. had never. Oh, God. I want. I bet you I have pictures. I'll I do, have to see these. I'll just. I just I'll see if I can you're find willing them to relive while this. I'm packing. So, oh, also Victoria married David Beckham. 
super hot soccer player. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure most of the women out there know exactly oh who gosh, he is, so in case you were unaware. They have four children, and as of 2020, uh, it's estimated that the couple is worth approximately $450 million. As Posh Spice, the singer Victoria, had quite a few scares over the years, so think foiled kidnappings, horrific death threats, and even an attempt on her life during an awards ceremony. Did you, did you hear about any of these? Do you, does any of this sound familiar? No. In 1999, someone sent the Beckhams a newspaper photo of her in which they drew a bullet coming directly at her with blood coming out of her head. And the message, and I quote, you are going to get what's coming to you. Disturbing, but even more so, were photos that were sent depicting blood on her and their child, Brooklyn. So apparently they received multiple death threats of this kind. Her parents were receiving these letters as well, threatening their daughter. Like, it was like a whole, like, this was just constantly going on. The BBC came out with a report in January of 2000 that there had actually been a plot to kidnap Victoria and Brooklyn and had fortunately been thwarted by the police a year before. And it was at this point that security for the family had to up their game. Mm -hmm. They, they, They doubled it. Um, and if you hear the plane in the background, it's probably a prop plane. It could be a crop duster. It keeps coming by. Yeah, it sounds like it because it just keeps going in circles. Yeah, so if you hear it, sorry, just ignore the plane Welcome in the background. Welcome to the Midwest. Yeah. But I mean, can you imagine the anxiety this would cause on the daily that your family is being threatened because of who you are and your fame? Like your kids? No, I think it happens so much more than we know, too. I'm sure There's it does. There's so many crazy people out there. And then they, then what do you take seriously and what do you not take seriously, you know? Kind of makes you glad that you don't so have I'm to live not, your life like that. So I'm not famous, Tara. <laughs> but seriously, I know they, like, Things appear glamorous, but the shit that you read about, about these stalker fans, like, I don't want any part of that. Mm-mm. That's crazy. Okay, but we're not done yet. In March of 2000, while the Spice Girls were rehearsing for their performance for the Brit Awards, while up on stage, Victoria saw a tiny red dot floating on her chest. Like, terrifying, right? Thankfully, she followed the beam. She saw that it wasn't part of the stage lighting, and because of all the death threats and the scares she'd been through, she realized that it could be like a laser sight from a rifle. So she alerts her security team and, you know, because security has already been like super heightened, as I mentioned, the police immediately rush to investigate. They climb up to this tall structure from where she had seen the laser pointing and they found a propped open fire escape door. So they're, they, they're thinking that Someone a gunman could have gotten in and out of there. So that's terrifying. I can't even imagine taking the stage later for the real performance after all of this happening, but she does. She's so terrified by the incident that during the live performance, she heard what sounded to her like gunshots, like an unexpected bang that wasn't part of the performance. And in a moment of sheer panic and terror, she clutches her stomach and she just stops singing. She thought she'd actually been shot. That's really crazy. That is crazy. That's high anxiety right there. Like you actually feel like you have been shot in the stomach. You're done. Obviously, she was waiting for something bad to happen at any moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know how you live like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'd need like a rubber room and some serious therapy. <laughs> like, I don't even know. In November of 2002, there was yet another attempted kidnapping by a group of men that was supposedly foiled as well. In June of 2003, though, the BBC reported that the case against the men was dropped after it came out that a tabloid had paid a convicted criminal to break the story. So the news of the world, and I'm guessing this is the name of the publication news of the world because we're we're not over in london i'm not sure i've never heard of that before sounds right 
had run an article titled Posh Kidnap, We Stop 5 Million Ransom King, which detailed the alleged plot where the gang was going to hold Victoria for ransom. The paper not only took credit for stopping the group of men, but it was also credited with stopping the prosecution of that same group. And it was this case that brought up legal questions actually about the rights that the media outlets have to pay sources. So it kind of reminds me of paying informants, though, Mm -hmm. just the the media doing it instead of the police. Yep. But in the court proceedings, they argued that the informant the paper had paid could have organized the plot himself to create this, you know, sensationalized story so he could get the money. Like, oh, I've got a story for you. Mm -hmm. Give me the money and I'll tell you. And it's completely fabricated. But the tabloid argued back that the story resulted from, and I quote, The story resulted from a thorough and legitimate investigation undertaken by one of the paper's most senior and experienced reporters, a journalist responsible for more than 100 successful convictions, it said in a statement. So I just thought this was an interesting side note in the story. Something to think about for sure. It's not, it's neither here nor there for the Beckhams. Like hopefully this will be the last time they hear from crazy people and fans trying to hurt their family. But I just thought it was interesting that that case brought into question the informant side of it. I agree. So. Interesting. Yeah. So that was my story about Posh Spice. Um, I can't imagine. Can you? On top of everything else we have to deal with in life. No. I wouldn't have performed. Mm -mm. That's why I'm not famous also. I'd have been like, and I'm out. Mic drop. (laughs) My family's out. We're done. Okay, and then I have one more story for you. My last one that I'm going to tell you, and there were so many that I wanted to get into. I almost, I went back and forth between 50 Cent, Joss Stone, Bjork, just to name a few others. So in case you want to look into some of those crazy happenings with their cases, those were a few that I thought were pretty interesting. But I thought I'd go old school this time and tell you about the attempt on George Harrison's life instead. This one's also pretty insane. Have you heard of this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I just wondered just because he was a Beatle. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people. Yeah. There's been a lot of history. Mm -hmm. There there is a lot. And some of this stuff, again, I think maybe you're right. And it's, it's underplayed. I don't know. They just, they, I never remember hearing about that whole thing with Bieber or anything Mm. like that. That's something that you would think would make major news. So everyone on earth has probably heard of the Beatles, I'm sure. And people still talk to this day about the assassination of John Lennon and all that could have been but I'm going to tell you a little bit about George. George Harrison was born February 25th, 1943 in Wavertree, Liverpool, and was an English musician, singer, songwriter, and musician and film producer. But his biggest claim to international fame was the lead guitarist of the Beatles. He was known as the Quiet Beatle, and even though most of the songs were written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney, most Beatles albums from 1965 on contained at least two that were composed by him. I thought that was kind of cool, cool thing to note. So I wrote down a few of the songs that he, that he, that you might know from the Beatles that he wrote. And that those were Taxman, With You, Without You, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Here Comes the Sun, which is one of my, I, lo- I love that song, mm-hmm. and Something. So I didn't, while I didn't know some of those, Here Comes the Sun is the one that stands out probably the most to me. After the Beatles broke up, Harrison was only 27, and so he would go on to release several best-selling singles and albums as a solo performer as well. He was featured as a guest guitarist on tracks by Badfinger, Ronnie Wood, and Billy Preston, and was also asked to collaborate on songs and music with Dylan, Eric Clapton, and Tom Petty, just to name a few. 
Rolling Stone magazine ranked him number 11 in their list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time, which is really cool. And he's also a two-time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. One is a member of the Beatles in 1988, and then posthumously for his solo career in 2004. Between all the attention brought on by Beatlemania and then the murder of John Lennon by a deranged fan, Harrison was very wary of the public. I mean, I think he was kind of already more of a private kind of shy guy anyway. Um, But, I mean, rightfully so, because he would come face to face with a terrifying situation of his own in 1999, which really wasn't that long ago. I mean... Mm -hmm. On December 30th, approximately 3.30 a.m., a 33-year-old diagnosed schizophrenic man named Michael Abrams broke into Harrison's mansion. He believed George was a witch who had possessed him. That's right. George was a witch who possessed Abram. Okay? hmm He was under the impression that God wanted him to kill George. Okay. Uh-huh. So he snuck under the grounds, he took a stone sword from a garden statue, and he broke into the home. Thankfully, George had just stepped out of his room. So whether it was due to a noise or he just had to pee, like it didn't say. But luckily he's like you and whenever he hears a noise, he like gets out and investigates like what's going on and checks all the rooms. Check it. Yeah. So thank God, right? Or they were just still up. Who knows? Seeing the man, he started shouting, Hare Krishna. But this didn't work. And now I was thinking at this time when I was writing the article, what does that mean and why did he say it? Okay. Because nowhere did it explain why and i'm just not familiar with it so i looked it up the word hair refers to the divine feminine potency of god and krishna means the all attractive one hair krishnas believe that the sound vibration of the mantra has a direct impact on the soul i'm gonna pull that one out i know right i'm just gonna hair krishna when i really need it just in case it sounded like he really embraced this idea it did say that he embraced the indian culture and I think that's a part of it. So I'm assuming that he thought this might stop the man in his tracks or just help protect him in some way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really deeply into into that, you know. I could see that. Mm-hmm. So Abram was out of his mind, though, and he's on this mission from God. So he continues rushing up the stairs to attack. George stood his ground, and the two ended up battling for the knife. Olivia, George's wife, came out and smashed Abram's in the head with a brass fire poker. And after that, all three of them were rolling around on the ground fighting to try to gain control over the weapon and survive the attack. Unfortunately, Abram was able to stab George in the chest, and later he actually said that he could feel his lung deflating, like, while he was laying on the ground. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Terrifying. So while George was wounded and on the ground, Olivia grabs a table lamp, and she's, like, fending off Abram. Basically, she was able to do this and keep him away until the police arrived, thank God, because he probably could have hurt her, too. Abram was taken into custody, similar to Mark David Chapman, who had assassinated Lennon, was also diagnosed with schizophrenia. Abram also told authorities that, you know, of his crazed thoughts about God and that he, you know, that Harrison was a witch and, and, you know, that that was motivation for his attack. But unlike Chapman, Abrams was found not guilty for reasons of insanity. And he ended up spending two years in a mental hospital before he was released in 2002. Apparently now he's living in a hostel with medication and psychiatric help. So that's... That's good. That's good. Hopefully yeah. I don't he... know how much freedom he has, but hopefully he stays medicated and in therapy because that's very dangerous. Yeah, I know. Right? If you even, like, stop taking your meds for a little bit, you could... It, it's not good. No, not you good. You have to maintain that. 
I don't know. I'm terrible at even remember to take my allergy medicine. So if I ever have to be on something like consistently, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Unless somebody's like giving it to me every day. I don't know that I'm going to remember. So just keep that in mind for the future. Just, that just in case note. I need it. Okay. I'm in charge of meds. Thank Got you. it. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> um, so Donnie Harrison, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's D-H-A-N-I. So I'm thinking Donnie. Um, George and Olivia's son said that the attack took years off of his life as Harrison was actually at the time fighting throat cancer. Oh. So, I mean, this poor guy is very sick at the time of this brawl and getting stabbed and you know, that's not terrible. Especially not if it collapsed his lung, that's not easy to heal from. No, definitely not. So this is probably why he, he probably could have survived a few more years, but Harrison ended up dying from lung cancer in 2001 at the age of 58. So it was only two years after surviving the knife attack in his Aww. Friar Park home. I know. His remains were cremated and the ashes were scattered according to Hindu tradition in a private ceremony along the rivers in India. So, Oh, yeah. that's special. I know. Very special. Like I said, he was really into that culture. He embraced it. He embraced it in his music. It's really interesting. I didn't get into it because... Again, this was not a super researched, I'm telling you every little thing about everybody in the story type of episode. This was more just, I just found these crazy stories of these would have, you know, happenings. And those I just, are, I haven't, yeah. I'd never heard of any of those. Yeah, I hadn't either. And some of the other ones, like, oh my gosh, 50 cents. Do you remember when he was shot? He was shot multiple times. Like he almost died and he went through this whole recovery. I fascinated with I know, 50 I know you like 50. You're telling do. me. I am so fascinated with like by him. With like D's almost. Fitty? Not Fitty. 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 Fitty sense. But right? Oh, he his did interviews like thing, are like. Yeah, on da- phenomenal. Dax, right? Yes, yes. He's just so. Mm-hmm. There's so many things about him that don't correlate with his public figure. Yeah, like you said, he doesn't drink. He doesn't drink. I thought that was great. Right? His whole, like, in the club, like... Yeah. No, he's not crunk, ever. No. He doesn't drink. That's it's amazing. Like, amazing. And he, he pretends, right? Doesn't he, he have, like, a special... Yeah. I hope we're not we're not outing him, are we? Like, no, other people I think, know this. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know who knows. I'm sure, because I've, I've heard it and read it, so I'm not sure. But I he just talks about how a lot of people, that's how they... They see him, and that's how they want to show appreciation. So they'll send, like, you know, a bottle of tequila or a bottle of vodka yeah. over to his table. So he'll pretend to drink it, but he's not because he doesn't drink. He doesn't do any drugs, which... That's awesome. And not that... I mean, you don't want to be stereotypical, but his music and the things he's, like, rapping about, it just... Yeah. You don't imagine doing those things without... Right, you imagine you... you like, I imagine, like, partying. Personally, what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, maybe it was back in the day, and he's just reformed. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I can't. I can't remember when he stopped. Drinking. Yeah, but you'll have to read that story because it's interesting. I mean, he should have died. He got. He was in his car, and he was shot multiple times, and it was like a whole. I can't even remember how crazy of a recovery. Because, like I said, I kind of skimmed it. I think mm-hmm. it. I think it was like six months. Don't quote me. But it was interesting to me too because, like, once he got better, he got shot in the face, like in one of the places he was shot. So he has this lisp. This. Like, mm-hmm. I almost had one. Just yeah, just now. Lisp. I can't say it, the word, but and he credits he credits credits that to getting shot, shot, and it like actually helped him or something because he's got this great 
sound that nobody else has it because of his unique. messed up, like... <laughs> Yeah. Now that is a silver lining. Tell right me there. about it. Yeah. He's a super positive guy. Like yes. Like that's insane. Like, ah, oh, it's actually fixed me. So this is great. That's cool. Yeah. So um, anyway, but there's yeah. just there's so many. I could have talked forever, but I'll stop now. That's okay. <laughs> I have I've been looking at my stories and I haven't picked one yet. I but I have a couple. I just have to figure out which one I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I I hesitate to go back to the dark side because some of these are kind of fun because nobody died. It's a crazy story. I can I can have fun with it and I don't. Those feel, are fun. Yeah. A lot of the ones I'm coming across are not fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not fun at all. No, there's no. Well, you know, we just figure there there needs to be a little bit of like a eh, in between all the dark. You know, the dark parts. It's got to be a little bit of a. I agree. A light Thank here you and for there. that, Tara. Yeah. For being our light. I'll provide that every once in a while. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm problem. over here. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry for the doom and gloom today. I know. Here we go. <laughs> it's me again. So, all right. We ask you that you guys to do this all the time, but please rate and review wherever you can. It really helps us out. And it's the only way people can find us. That's it. I feel like we're we're struggling among the, you know, we're not with a network. We're we're on our own. We do all of our own everything, research, recording, editing, all of it. So I just feel like that also puts us behind. We're not we're competing with mm-hmm. all those other people who have all the advertising dollars and we just don't have any of that. So all of your reviews and that all really helps us out. So please consider doing that. And Hey, hop onto our website, check it out. There's a link up top that will actually direct you to where you can go to contact us. Send in some stuff. We would Please. love to hear from you. We, would love, we love stories. I mean, we get them all the time from friends and family and from some of the people who follow us on Instagram or Facebook will send in some things. I have my patients tell me stories, yeah. but I can't share those. I need to start asking permission if I can mm-hmm. share their stories. Yeah, because some of the stories that you get are really good, but you can't, you I can't know, say. You can't say anything. So if you are okay telling, you know, telling us a story that we can repeat on air and you want to give us a name to go along with that or remain anonymous, fine. But we would love to share. Maybe we could even do a lighter segment where we just tell some stories from from you all. That'd be fun. That Something be fun to do in between. So, all right. Well, until next time. Have a good week. Yeah. See Bye. you later.